With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. later no just kidding we're recording these podcasts back to back uh you're joined with i'm dan back again again. back again um dan always picks like a song when we start these podcasts and like sometimes it's very easy to tell like where he was going with it sometimes it's not this time I'm not sure. Like, where where were we going? What was the motivation behind this song? It's a celebration that that for these guys they they made the playoffs. They gave themselves a shot to make money yep. with it. So I, so for me, like having the horns and some of that, and you know that it's it's, it's that uplifting it's piece to it. It's okay. it's and, and it's a catchy it's a catchy start to a song. It is. It was a great song with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I just that's what it was. I I, I was scrolling through Apple Music and uh, '90s essential alter alternatives with that and i came across it and i was like oh man this is a blast from the past so so that, that's where we went to so but congratulations to you guys for making the playoffs giving yourself a chance at winning money and being better than six other jackasses one thing that i really think is cool with this league is three different teams made the playoffs this year versus year one um that turn that type of um you know change fluctuation yeah fluctuations um, I think is actually kind of rare year to year. So seeing 50% of the playoff teams change, especially in you know the second year, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think it. I think it's you see some players develop. You get guys that that you know Debbie's coming into the league. Mm-hmm. You get guys that are you know their drafting is paid off through the first couple of years. But I think it also goes to tell you how possibly even keeled our initial draft was. That that even in year two where we were changing some of these out, that there's a lot of teams sitting on the bubble. You know, me being the last one that was out. Or seeing some, like, rebuilds that maybe weren't super long rebuilds. Like, yeah. younger players panning out quicker than might have initially expected. Mm-hmm. So this podcast, we're just going to go in order, um, draft order, actually, um, for the teams. And the first team that we're going to talk about today is going to be Mr. King Gabe. Um, Finnett has the seventh overall pick. Um, and, you know, how are we feeling about his team going into year three? Yeah, so year three, I mean... You've got Justin Herbert, and I think that's the first big name that you get really excited about because what he's doing in in uh, LA is fantastic. Yeah, and you okay. and you really like that. You back that up with Ryan Tannehill, and for as much as he choked away the game against Cincinnati, um, he's going to be there another year. He's going to be starting because nobody's taking his fucking contract or doing anything with it. Nope. Um, 
But you've got Trevor Lawrence, too. And those are three really, really good names to have on a roster that makes the playoffs. It's a solid core, for sure. And it has potential to be the best in the league. I mean, Herbert's already, at the very least, a top-five quarterback. Yep. Trevor Lawrence has all the potential in the world. Yeah, so we'll go right into the running back piece yeah. with here, and it starts with Najee Harris mm-hmm. with a great season out in Pittsburgh, um, and that's running behind an awful offensive line. No, yeah, it's not, it's not great. The The next question mark becomes is what's the future of Ezekiel Elliott and how McCarthy and Kellen Moore utilized him down the stretch and in some of those games where we're seeing reps that you'd think he would be in there being lost to Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it seems like he was banged up. I think he already had surgery, so it'll yep. be interesting to see what year t- or this upcoming year looks like. Um, he... Kind of like Tannehill, they don't really have an out for the contract, so they're stuck with them, at least for another year. Playoff Lenny is on the roster. Rashad Penny, I, I mean, that, that he had a fantastic yeah. game last month of the year. Yeah, I mean, this he is a guy like that 600 yards in like five games, which is crazy. Yeah, and, and this is a guy that year after year has just been fluky, injured. Yeah, I mean, injury is kind of like the biggest thing, and you know, that's you're injury prone until you're not. And right now, Rashad Penny is injury mm-hmm. prone. But he could rattle off three healthy years, and that could change. Yeah, and in my opinion, those are really the only four guys that are worth mentioning. Worth, worth mentioning. I mean, Todd Gurley's still rostered. You know, it's a, I'll give you credit, it's a ballsy life decision, but, you know, with, no. with, with injuries, I mean, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, that's <coughs> all the excitement that goes there. But, I mean, when you've got a Najee Harris on, on, on your roster, you're feeling pretty fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wide receiver wise, CeeDee Lamb, young stud, gotta like that. Kenny Galladay, not not necessarily a young stud. Not um, so great. So you're there, but you've got Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, the Denver quarterback situation, where we can only think is going to improve. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, he had probably, I don't know if there were two worst quarterbacks in that situation this year. Yep. Um, I mean DeAndre Hopkins sitting on IR for basically almost the entire year is is kind of rough. Yeah. What is what does next year look like for him? That's the biggest question mark. You know, does he just return to form, or is this kind of the start of, you know, a tumble down the mountain? I think this is the the start as to where we see some decline. I don't think we're gonna watch him go from, I, I, for lack, Julio Jones. I, I, this is a stretch mm-hmm. because both these guys were extremely fucking talented in their prime. As you get older and Julio's there, you know, you see kind of the decline yeah. with it. And I think we see that begin to start. Um, T.Y. Hilton's a free agent, mm-hmm. so we'll see where he's going, but he's older. Uh, Goodwin is a free agent with that. Um, Corey Davis, you know, IR'd. Yeah. Henry Ruggs, jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've got some players that maybe shouldn't be on the roster. Um, I think, yeah, not a lot of great options after the big four. I mean, Corey Davis is intriguing. Um I think there was a lot of higher expectations for him, and they just didn't pan out. Let's talk about a top three guy, though. Mark Andrews. Maybe even top two. Um, yeah, I mean, he continued to be just steady and productive. And even last year, you know, in that Baltimore team, we saw Lamar um, miss a few games, and he didn't miss a beat. You yep. know, it doesn't matter who was throwing the ball. Andrews was you know, man. Yeah. He was unbelievable. And like, you've got to be, again, this is a reason why you're in the playoffs when you've got a guy on your roster that, that does what he does. And for the one week that he's out on a buy and you can fill in Zach Ertz with that. And especially in a tight end premium league, Uh he's, he's, he's almost a must start in there. Uh, I like Adam Troutman. He's got upside. Yeah. Logan Thomas, 
just injuries, unfortunately yeah. for him. Um, I, I like the tight end situation on this roster. Yeah, I mean, Mark Andrews is fantastic. Like you said, at least top three, maybe even top two. And then he's got some solid bench pieces yeah. so he can cover his buys, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, King Gabe's got himself a really nice roster with that. And, I mean, you need to have a really nice roster because you don't have any draft capital. Not so much. I mean, he's got a third and two fourths, or excuse me, two thirds and a fourth, um, which isn't ideal. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Nothing else to really say about that. Nope. From the draft capital side of things. Um, when you shift gears and look at his Debbie options, um, he's only got one. Well, he's got two. He's oh, got, yeah. Um, Brock Purdy is a, well, yep. not really a Debbie anymore, um, but he's entering the draft this year, you know, um, quarterback from Iowa State. Had some buzz. You know, this is kind of just the mm-hmm. cautionary tale with quarterbacks. You know, sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. Um, You're talking to the right guy over here about exactly, that. Yeah. Um, but the one to be excited about is Jameer Gibbs. Um, he was from Georgia Tech, uh, but now he transferred and he's going to be at Alabama. Okay. There's going to be a lot of hype. I mean, there's a lot of hype in next year's running back class. You know, it is. There could be a lot of really, really, really great options in the class. And. You know, wherever you look, the number one guy is always going to be, be John Robinson, <laughs> running back from Texas. But Gibbs might be number two. And Gibbs might have a chance to maybe even be number one just because when you look at the Bama hype, he's going to have all the primetime games. He could be maybe a Heisman favorite. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to just have a big-time year. So yeah. I think you feel really good about getting Gibbs, um, you know, not this year, obviously, but next year. Next year. year. Yeah, that's a, it's another piece that's just going to add to King's Gabe, King Gabe's roster. And, you know, getting that piece next year and or even using that piece as trade bait, you know, to make oh, sure yeah. you can. It cons- gives him flexibility. I mean, mm-hmm. Gabe has a really strong team. I mean, I don't, I mean, I, wide receivers maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You maybe if Hopkins doesn't return to form, mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of the position that needs to be filled. You know, maybe the RB2, if Zeke. Um, and, you know, Lenny, we'll see where he lands. You know, those are probably the two biggest issues. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But he had the quarterback, he had the tight end, he got a still elite running back, he still had C.D. Lamb, like a lot to love about this. Yeah, I love the roster. Really, really big fan. All right, we're moving on to my team. Um... I finished. I have the eighth overall pick in this year's draft. Um, you know, made the playoffs after having the first overall pick to start the year, um, but got bounced in round one before my Cincinnati Bengals team just exploded. Yep, and would have carried me. I'm not bitter or anything. Yeah, I, I mean, but but you got to feel good having a guy like Joe Burrow and what what he's doing with 
how much time he spends on his back. You know, the interesting thing that you'll read if you look is that sacks are actually a quarterback problem. Um, quarterbacks can do a lot to avoid sacks. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Tom Brady. Yeah, they might have good lines, but like they do a lot to avoid getting sacks. An interesting thing last week, he didn't get sacked at all against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you saw him being creative using his legs. You know, people forget he tore his ACL last year. You know, he's yeah. coming off an ACL injury. You know, he's not like the a Lamar Jackson by any means, but he can be a Aaron Rodgers, like a deceptive mobile guy. Um, I'm optimistic that maybe he can avoid some of these hits mm-hmm. long term because he needs to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to. And you, and you mentioned the other guy on your roster is Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So that as a one-two punch, that's pretty freaking awesome. But the thing is, you've also got quarterback depth. You've got yeah. Zach Wilson. You've got a questionable where Jimmy Garoppolo is potentially going to be. And the crazy part is, is, have you seen the record like when he starts with San Francisco and how fucking impressive it actually is? That's the interesting thing with Jimmy. I mean, I'm not going to say he's a stud by any means. He's, he's Joe Flacco. But yeah, he and he's. I don't think there's any doubt he's going to be a starting quarterback next year. And starting quarterbacks, you know, in a super flex league, have value. So um, I'm excited to see where he lands. I'm personally hope, hoping for maybe Pittsburgh, just because of that, um, you know, skill position. You know, a lot of talent. But we'll see. I know Denver is also apparently mm-hmm. an option. So both those would be great. And you've got a guy that I think maybe find himself a job this year in Marcus Mariota. He's probably one of the short, like, five backups that you feel decent, like, could have another shot or an opportunity down the line, maybe. But, I mean, you got to be super excited about your quarterback situation. Yeah, big time. I definitely, I mean, I traded away fields, you know, to get Lamar. I I wanted to just get rid of some of that young risk. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have preferred to move Wilson, um, but, you know, getting Lamar Jackson, that was huge. Huge. Uh, wide or running back wise, Saquon Barkley, you know, obviously some health questions and everything there. You've got Alvin Kamara, which you feel really good with. You've got David Montgomery, really excited there. Um, Mike Davis didn't do shit for you this year. No. And, and, he, and after doing what he did in Carolina, like that's super disappointing to have. Yeah. Boston Scott, first to first NFL player to be professional athlete, you know, in two Rocket sports. Top Rocket League. Five. Rocket League, excuse me. Top 0.5%. You'd love to see it. I fucking um, hate that game, though. It's it's fun. I used to play it like 10 years ago when it first came out. Yeah. You've got A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Which you're, you're feeling really good there. A lot um, of dart throws after. Yeah. Kamara, Montgomery, and Dillon. Um, I think that's a solid core. Yep. Um, it's not my strength, um, but it's, I think, good enough. You want to talk about a strength here? Yeah. You can stack Jamar Chase catching balls from Joe Burrow. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got A.J. Brown. And you got fucking T. Higgins. Those are what four top fifteen wide receivers. And still have DJ Moore and Brandon Ayuk. Oh, geez, just casual, <laughs> subtle flex here. Yeah, I mean, I I'm very lucky with the the wide receiver core that I have, um, and I have options. You know, I have depth. I have everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good feeling having Jefferson and Chase on one team. Yeah, no shit. Uh, let's talk about how great your tight end situation is too. I mean, you've got Kyle Pitts. Yep. You just you you went through here. You got Noah Fant in the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Evan Ingram. With that David and Joku, you you can say what you want. He's yeah. still a guy that catches balls every now and yep. then. I 
my question for you is, where's your, how do you view Fant here? I think, I mean, obviously he's definitely a tier or two below Hawkinson. He's not, he's, I think he has that upside to potentially become like a Dallas Goddard, you know, be like a solid top 10 guy. But I think the question is, who's going to be throwing him? Mm-hmm. You know, where, who, who ends up in Denver? Yep. You know, if for whatever reason, Aaron Rodgers ends up in there, Fant is fully capable of being a top three guy. Like he, he's more athletic, you know, than um, TJ Hawkinson. You know, there aren't many tight ends in the league that are more athletic than Noah Fant. But that's a big, you know, question mark. And realistically, it's probably going to be someone like Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe a rookie. And that's still going to be an upgrade over Drew Locke. But I don't know if that will be enough to push him anywhere past, like, a top 12 tight end, which is still, you know, nice to have in a tight end premium. League. Yeah, correct. Anytime you're playing with a tight end that's in the top half of something, and especially in a premium league for it, you're feeling good. Yeah. Now, the cool part is you, you get to pick in the first round. So I've played in many leagues with you. Yeah. It's very rare that you pick in a first round. Well, yeah. I mean, coming off the rebuilding year um, last year, I wasn't sure how my team would go. Um, I was still pretty young, and, you know, I was fortunate to make the playoffs, but... Um, so I didn't want to move my pick. That was a big priority. Yep. Um, so I have that that option, which yeah. is you know interesting going forward. Yep. And I mean, it, it's also one you can use to retool, you know, some of the roster with it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be picking one that eight, and it's you know it's really hard projecting this league mm-hmm. because first of all, this draft, you know, we don't know how these rookies are going to potentially play out. You know how the buzz is going to build. You know some like. We don't even know who's going to be the first overall pick in this trap. Yeah. Last year, we knew probably going to be Zach Wilson or Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. This year, we could maybe give like five or seven names, but like, I don't know if you feel confident with who that person's going to be. Um, so good luck telling me who I'm going to take yep. at 1.8 because I don't even know. But it's there. It's and it, there. it gives you depth that. options. And, and anytime you're picking on a first round, you're getting a guy that's most likely going to, going to give himself a shot to succeed. Um, all right, let's go ahead and talk about your, your taxi squad. Yeah, so actually, I well, I traded Kayshawn you know, yep. this morning to next, so I only have one guy, and I'm getting Traylon Burks, mm-hmm. um, running back, or excuse me, wide receiver from Arkansas. Um, a lot of upside. I mean, he's huge, you know, big, talented guy. Um, getting some positive buzz, you know, we'll see. Um, could be another, you know, guy at my wide receiver core that I feel really good about, um, but We'll have to see how just the uh, NFL views him. Hopefully, he goes in the first round. I think there's a decent chance that that happens. And, um, you know, I hope he even lands in a good team because I'm excited about yep. him um, and, you know, his potential just being a big 6'4, 220-pound guy. Like, he has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, your, t- your team top to bottom is very well put together. And, I mean, it's very scary for anybody else that's in this top six conversation that you could be here for a couple years to come that's the goal but unless you know you get bounced in the first <laughs> of the playoffs and yep. you go your way you know fantasy football has a funny way of humbling you it does it does this, this is probably why most of us drink <laughs> that is the truth all right let's move on to uh picking with the ninth overall pick in the first round this year uh we have mr Freiburg black Duck. Sorry, misclicked. No, no worries. Misclicked. Um, all right. Quarterback-wise, Matthew Stafford, potential Super Bowl winning 
Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I, I'm so happy that he's in the position that he's in, yeah. having to win a Super Bowl. And he's done really amazing things with this Rams offense. Um, them getting Odell Beckham Jr., just him made Matthew Stafford that much more efficient. Mm-hmm. And it, it's been great to see. And then you've got Jalen Hurts on the backside of it, who you hope continues to come into his own in the Philadelphia offense. You hope mm-hmm. Philadelphia – you know, has the ability to protect him and and take care. Him yep. and see him take the next step because his legs mm-hmm. they really give him a high floor, which is awesome. Yep. Speaking of high floors, it looks like Trey Lance is probably going to get his opportunity in San Francisco to to show it off. So this is going to be another starting guy that's going to be on here, yeah. and it's going to be a starting mobile quarterback. Oh, yeah. Which is Not something that San Francisco can utilize in RPOs and mm-hmm. and many many different things, and you know. This Davis Mills fella, where do you? I'll, I'll get your opinion here. Is he potentially the guy that you're going to be seeing in Texas if Deshaun Watson doesn't pan out, or is are the Texans going to go somewhere else? It'll be interesting. I mean, right now, um, I think Davis Mills had a good rookie year, um, but I don't think he did enough to completely cement himself as the guy going forward. Um, I don't think you know Watson's not playing another game for the Texans, <clears throat> but I think Mills, you know. They're picking third in the NFL draft. You know, how do they view this class? Um, if they maybe want to wait another year, you know, keep retooling. I wouldn't be surprised if Mills gets to call this, you know, upcoming season to be the starter again. Um, but I think he's he's really got to show a lot more if he wants to be the guy. Um, and the, the Texans will feel confident in him. But, I mean, for someone that was probably taken in the third or fourth round of this league's draft, um, that was, you know, a pretty great pick that has still some you know chance to really develop um, upside wise. Yeah, uh, running back wise for Fryback, I mean we start with Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. which is a very 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 good running back pieces, and he's really been a nice key piece in that Cincinnati offense. Big time. Um, outside of that, I guess we go down to James Conner. Yeah, he's with a free it, agent to be, yep. you know, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Miles Sanders, the enigma that is Miles Sanders in the Philadelphia running game. He's someone that. You know, there's there's few or there's always like a few players in the NFL that every fan, Twitter follower, whatever you want to say, is like universally unsure of why the coach utilizes the player that way. So he had to have banged a coach's daughter. I there's just everyone, one way. Everyone thinks Sanders should get the ball. You know, so why why isn't he more utilized? I don't know. That's something um, that always just kind of baffles me. But he's got all the talent in the world, and yeah, Eagles just apparently don't agree with it. I yep. don't know. Um, and then we go into. I think it's a name worth mentioning as he as he's the spellback for, you know, the number one rusher in the NFL with it, Naheem Hines. And his his participation in the passing game continues to keep him almost startable. He's definitely a flex option, you know, when he's healthy and on the field. But I think he's, you know, and unless we see like a philosophical change or an injury from a Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if he's anything more than a depth piece, yep. um, but I, he's definitely got the skill set that he's someone that you just got to keep your eyes on. Mm-hmm. And the last guy I, I think we talk about here in the running back section is Tony Pollard. He Tony Pollard is, you know, Naheem Hines on steroids. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's someone that probably is, I you feel a little, I mean, not great, but a little bit more comfortable, you know, starting him in your flex spot on a weekly basis. But, you know, again, just similar to Hines, unless he goes to a new situation, there's an injury or just a philosophical change 
you're just, he's probably just someone you got to keep an eye on. I mean, he's got value. I'm not saying he's like a scrub, but he's just a really nice piece that could maybe become more, you know, if things change. Yeah. Now, now we get to move into talking about a couple players that I really like on this roster in the wide receiver section here. Chase Claypool. Pending quarterback situation, uptick, you got to be there. His, both his top guys. Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. What I think that's the biggest thing holding them back. You know, Sutton and Claypool, you know, depending on where you look, I think they were disappointing. Mm-hmm. But I think in both their situations, I don't know if it was their fault. Yeah. You know, both, you know, Big Ben was awful yep. this year. Um, you know, we've talked about. Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy and- Two Gloves and Drew Locke, you know, not great. Um, both those guys could just – See their situation boom, you know, mm-hmm. with Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, uh, even just a rookie. Yep. You know, if they see that change happen, uptick they, central. They could be uptick central. Uh, you've got Adam Thielen, you know, rough, rough end of the spill there for Adam Thielen as he's he continues to be Kirk Cousins' end zone guy. Mm-hmm. And guys that find the end zone habitually are fantastic to have on your roster. Um, Allen Robinson being a, you know, being a, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. I mean, that's just going to be the interesting thing. Like, how does the NFL view him? Because mm-hmm. he, as a Bears fan, he wasn't great this year. Yep. Um, but, you know, sometimes situations are weird. It seems like, you know, him and Nagy did not get along in the slightest. Um, maybe there's, you know, the grass is greener in a new opportunity to come in, mm-hmm. you know, a month or two. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, free agent. Again, another free agent. I think, you know, he's, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic with Juju than I am Allen Robinson. I don't know how you feel about that, but. Um, I mean, both guys are ball catchers Yeah. with it. Both guys are great possession receivers. I think, I think Allen Robinson is a little bit more talented than Juju Smith-Schuster is, but you're right. You pick up some other pieces with Allen Robinson that, is not necessarily baggage that you don't want, but yeah. other things with it. Outside of that, I think the only one that I'm going to talk about is uh, Marquez Callaway. Okay. Just because he had a, he, I mean, he really stepped up there in Michael Thomas's absence, had some some decent games. He wasn't spectacular by any stretch, but I mean, he's got a game over 20. He's got multiple games, you know, in the double digit point era with it. It's just a, you know, a second year, just finishing his second year coming into his own. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Who is the quarterback? And, you know, do they add pass catchers? Because that, Mm -hmm. you know, that was one of the biggest weaknesses and remains kind of a biggest weakness until Michael Thomas comes back. And that's, you know, a pass catcher that isn't Alvin Kamara. Um, I think the only two guys worth mentioning, um, both were rookies, Nico Collins, Josh Palmer. Um, Dart throws, but I think intriguing dart throws. And it'll be interesting to see if either could potentially maybe sort of take a next step. Mm-hmm. I think they both have the potential to do so. And then we go to kind of the crown jewel on Frybag's team, and it's anytime you're a Travis Kelsey owner in a tight end premium league, you got to feel really fucking good about what you're going to get out of production on the roster. Absolutely. I mean, I think the only thing or you know, that's starting to set in is Kelsey's 32. Yep. You know, he's getting up in the age. Like, how much longer does he have? But you're right. I mean, you know, Kansas City, you know, with Mahomes, you know, Kelsey is one of the best, maybe the best, you know, in the game at doing that. Um, but how much longer does he have? You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the question to watch. And yeah, I mean, that's that's really all there is to say. Yeah. And you've got Dan Arnold and Dan Arnold started to develop some some chemistry with Trevor Lawrence in there. I'm not sure what his contract situation looks like, if he's going to be back or not. Um, but I think he's a free agent to be. Um like Mike Kosicki, mm-hmm. um, free agent to be as well. Um, 
both, you know, intriguing options are maybe a little higher in Gasicki, but I think both will be, uh, you know, on an NFL team next year and could, you know, potentially be fantasy relevant. Yeah. Again, another top to bottom, really, really good roster mm-hmm. and a team that doesn't have a first round pick, has has a second round pick, has a third round pick and Two picks fourth. twice in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're relying again on this year of your ta- the talent on your roster taking care of business. For sure. Um, but when you look at his Debbie you know, situation, um, doesn't actually, both guys that he has is entering the NFL draft. So he's got two open Debbie spots. But, you know, he's bringing in Justin Ross, mm-hmm. um, wide receiver, you know, from Clemson. Um, out of all the wide receivers in this class, he had probably the most impressive year, which was ironically his freshman year when he was playing with Trevor Lawrence and, you know, winning the, I believe he won the title mm-hmm. uh, with Clemson that year. Um, but he was a stud. Um, unfortunately, you know, had the neck injury, you know, missed all of last year, um, came back, you know, for his senior year. Um, and, you know, was it his fault? You know, did he have GJU just kind of throwing ducks at him or what? <laughs> I don't know. But he's someone that has upside and is interesting. Um, you don't feel as great as you might have felt about him like two years ago when you made this pick, mm-hmm. but he's still intriguing enough that I think um, we'll go probably in the second day of the NFL draft. Um, then it'll just, you know, come down to maybe fit and, you know, opportunity. Yep. Um, but the crown jewel here is definitely, I say, a spiller. Uh, running back from, you know, Texas A&M. Potentially, you know, there's really three running backs that I think you're excited about this rookie class. And he's one of them. Yep. And I think, you know, just where does he land? You know, does, it's just, is he going to go, you know, high enough in the draft that you feel like super excited about, you know, go to a nice position? or team, you know, land with, like, the Atlanta Falcons or some dream spot like that. Because if he does, you know, it's wheels up. You know, Spiller could be um, RB1, you know, just a great guy. Um, he's got all the talent. You know, I think you feel great getting this because when you look at the you know, Fryback's team, you know, the running backs weren't great, yep. you know, after um, Joe Mixon. It was kind of wide open. Mm-hmm. So Spiller could really fill in nicely for this yeah. team. Yeah, I think, and I think that's just great to have you play and you get a guy that pans out with it and again and in our world it's better to be lucky than good when you first start on the debbie pieces to it and you, you picked a great name no this is again another another solid roster big time all right moving on uh to the last team before we get to our championship teams whoop, whoop. and that is tincher tincher 32 um replay or came in as a replacement owner last off season yep. um but you know, he had a really strong year. Yeah, I, Kirk Cousins really, really had a strong year. And I think that's part of the reason why we had success here. And, you know, Derek Carr, you know, made the playoffs. Yeah, he was. I mean, that's Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are not the sexiest options at quarterback. You know, they're not young. They're not <laughs> mobile. They're not flashy. But they both get results. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you have a good team, they are more than enough to get the job done. Yep. And then we get to two other guys on the on the roster here in the quarterback situation where, I mean, I'm a big Jameis Winston fan with it. I, if you can throw – Is he going to return home? I, man, wouldn't that be great? You come in – like, no, who, who? nobody wants to be the quarterback to come in behind Tom Brady. Jameis probably would. Jameis, I think, would be the, one of the few guys that would thrive in that kind of environment. Yeah. And I hope he gets a shot to, to go back there and, and do magic. And, I mean, for me, the, you don't downtick as a Mike Evans owner at that point in time no, with I mean, it. Yeah. Um, and then you got Carson Wentz. Yeah. The enigma that is Carson Wentz that is nobody's committed to. Um, you know, this was not a great year at all for Carson no. Wentz. 
which and it should have been. Well, yeah, I mean, the team like he didn't miss any games, you know, or barely missed any yep. games. You know, he they got the first round pick, you know, to the Eagles because of the playing time stipulation. Um, but he just it was bad. Like I don't yep. know. I, I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz guy. I know you and I have talked about him mm-hmm. a long time. You know, the past two years, um, and I just. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I and I was not optimistic, you know, like some people were, you know, re- reuniting with, you know, Frank Reach and Indy, but eh, I don't know. How, how are you feeling about him? I not the fact that nobody committed to him in the Indianapolis organization tells me that they're not happy with it either. And I mean, that means we could see Carson Wentz on his way out of the NFL yeah. or a, you know, a somebody gets injured and we need to have additional depth pieces. Yeah kind of things. Once has skills to start, but what you've seen is not great and good for Philly for moving on and, you know, getting what you could out of that and investing in your talent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, Tincher here, two guys that, that you feel good with, uh, uh, the eternal optimist, Hope and Jameis Winston and uh, shit, let's see what happens. But the one thing that you don't need to see what happens with is who you start running back on a weekly basis. And you have two fucking studs in Derrick Henry and Austin Eckler. I mean, Austin Eckler is top 10 guy for sure. You know, you feel great. He's, you know, pass touching, just uh, the focal point of that Chargers offense. I mean, Henry, uh, how are you feeling? You know, he did not look great in that playoff game. You know, Foreman looked like the best running back on that team. But he's Derrick Henry. Yeah. I think the big piece with Derrick Henry is his play style is not sustainable long term. He is a bruiser back that just runs through people and he's got he does have breakaway speed as we've seen him you know get away from defensive backs you feel good having him Mm -hmm. I don't think you feel good long term that what the production he's putting in is going to be there year after year yeah um where do you sit on Elijah Mitchell I mean I think he had a great rookie year um but I mean it's a running back in the Shanahan offense you know, we've seen this game before. They really, he, his offense typically doesn't invest a lot in their running backs, and he gets a lot out of, you know, a little. Um, anyone, it seems like, that he hands the ball off to produces. So, I mean, I feel great as long as he's the guy, but I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if that changed next year or the year after that. You know, I think ride him while he's hot, but I don't feel great long-term about him. Yeah, and he's got another guy on the roster that is in that, in that exact same situation because being a Patriots running back is never fucking fun, and that's Ramondre Stevenson. Explosive when he's had the ability to do it, but, you know, Belichick rides the, the hot hand, and, you know, for as much as he puts up two 20-point games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it'll be interesting to see if that offense maybe changes with McDaniels. You know, mm-hmm. do they maybe rely on... Yeah, Damien Harris or yeah, Ramondre Stevenson we'll more. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, outside of that, just some depth pieces. Daryl Henderson mm-hmm. is is an interesting one with the Rams situation and Cam Akers. Big time. Trouble um, Hubbard's looked good given some of the All opportunities. Right. Yeah. He's, he's no CMC, but he's no slouch. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, Kenyon Drake, Freeman, Foreman, Freeman, like Damien Williams. A lot of dark yeah. throws. I mean, they might, you know, they're good enough to be rostered, but you don't feel great about him at this point. Yeah. I mean, moving on wide receiver wise, we can start with arguably what the number one wide receiver could be coming off the board and redraft league next year is Cooper cup. Probably a safe bet. Uh, and then you've got Deontay Johnson to round out your top two. That's a good one two punch. Mike Williams coming in at three. 
he's a free agent to be. You know, it'll be interesting. Where does he go? Does he stay with the Chargers or does he move on? Um, a lot of potential, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Boyd, kind of the lost lost boy in the the big Bengals big three, still has some upside with it. Um, the crazy man Antonio Brown with it. I I think his football days are fucking done. Uh, he. Maybe. I think he's too talented for someone to not give a shot again. Uh, yeah. Now you've got Devontae Parker and Paris Campbell are the last couple pieces here that mm-hmm. that you've got, and it's just, you know. There's, I mean, Campbell, I don't know. I don't think he he's just, just cannot make it through the NFL season. Yep. Um, Parker, intriguing. I uh, didn't mention Christian Kirk pre oh, yeah. be, but I think he could be um, an intriguing option. But you're right. I mean, with Cup and Johnson, that's a fantastic one-two punch. And I think you got Solomon up top at that position. And I think we get down to you know the, the like the third team in a row, fourth team in a row, where you just get a boner when you start to talk about tight ends. With that, Darren Waller is on this roster. Yeah, I you gotta, you gotta love Darren Waller. Absolutely. I mean, he you know we saw Renfro kind of take the step forward, but. When this offense is really common, it's because Darren Waller's producer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Alberto. He's intriguing. I mean, again, you know, we talk about this Denver team. You know, who's the quarterback? That's really kind of the biggest thing. Um, but he's definitely a very intriguing option. I think. Yeah, I mean, Brevin Jordan, young kid, couple flash in the pan games, but bad quarterback situation. Yeah, similar to Alberto. I mean, intriguing option, but you know. Does he ever take that next step to be a relevant player? Mm-hmm. TBD. Yeah. Um, Draft-wise for Tincher, uh, he's got his first, picking at 110. He's got two-thirds and two-fourths in this year's draft. So options to, to continue to grow and shell some of the, the underrated talent that's that's on the on the roster here. But I think we move into, you know, the Debbie pieces. Yeah, and I mean, it's – He's got two you know, players. One of them is returning to school. The other one, he'll be getting this year's draft. Uh, first one we'll talk about is Brees Hall, uh, running back from Iowa State. You know, again, very intriguing option. He's probably in the top three, you know, or he's among those three running backs that we've kind of alluded to that'll be maybe really desired in this draft <laughs> class. Um, it'll just come back to, you know, how the NFL views him because he seemingly has a lot of talent. Um, but, you know, it, there's all there's we've heard so much talk everyone's you know who's paid attention that this isn't a good draft class is that the case you know we'll find out because the media can say their thing and the nfl does something different i don't know um but the real crown jewel on this roster and really just in debbie in general right now is you know b john robinson you know running back from texas he's you know the top player in debbie right now like i think right now he's probably you know just being conservative, like in terms of running back value, like I don't think there's 12 running backs right now in the NFL that have more value than him, like from a dynasty perspective. Like he's just at that level, like just yeah, Saquon Barkley, like mm-hmm. just the, he's probably going to go in the top half of the first round, just all the upside, you know, you hope he stays healthy. Um, but next year, that's get ready for the, you know, the Robinson, you know, takes because it's a deep class and he's the, the leader in the clubhouse to be the guy right now. Yeah, and if if you're a tincher, that's the, just the name you love seeing on there, especially if Derrick Henry doesn't continue to produce the way that he's produced, that you're going to be walking into a guy that could be putting those level numbers up right as he gets in the NFL. Big time, yeah. You feel great about having that. 
All right, we got two more teams to go, and we're going to talk about our runner-up, uh, Mr. More Than Wisconsin, uh, yeah, Zane, Zane. Uh, for those that don't know him. Yeah. And how are we feeling about his team? Uh, quarterback situation, Dak Prescott. Come, potentially comeback player of the year. I, th- I think he earned it. Can't hurt Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's... Yeah, watching him come back after seeing his ankle just completely go sideways live on TV where he almost throw up is very encouraging to see. Great play all year. The, the Cowboys team were, were great, and he was the reason behind it. Baker Mayfield, God, that one's rough. Yeah, I mean, we're, obviously we're starting with quarterbacks, but this is the biggest weakness on Saints roster. Yeah. It's, it's second quarterback, you know, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, you might feel the most comfortable mm-hmm. being the quarterback too right now. But um, you know, Dak's great, but that second quarterback's rough. Yep, and I think that's for for Zane. This is what we what needs to be addressed in this offseason if you want to continue to contend. Because as we go through the rest of the roster here, it's pretty impressive. With it, and it starts with you know the guy that led the league in rushing this year, Jonathan Taylor. Oh yeah. And the other guy that is consistently a top guy is Dalvin Cook. He's got a. Right now, four-headed kind of Mount Rushmore running back. Mm-hmm. Those two are great, but, you know, yeah, Antonio Gibson, yep. Javante Williams, I mean, two mm-hmm. very intriguing options, um, both young and just Gibson, you know, in year two showed a lot, and Javante Williams as a rookie had a really promising year. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is what carries in the state. Yep, and I, I love that he's got the handcuff in Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. With it, Madison, what he's given the opportunity really shows that he can step up and – and play a game to me. He he's he's on the same level to me as Tony Pollard. Okay. Wide receiver wise, Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. The broken code. Would you think Debo Samuel should get a running back designated wide receiver slash running back tag like Cordero Patterson has? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like I, I'd have to look at like the snaps and how much he plays, but I think. At least in this case, he's really only doing a handful of snaps. So I don't think there's enough that justify it, but I could be mistaken. And but I mean, having these as your one-two guys, and I mean, you can even Jalen Waddle, yeah. That is three really great options, and you know, you feel great because you've got they're all mostly youngish. I mean, especially in Debo and Waddle's case. Um, but long term, you feel good. Short term, you feel good. After that, though. There's really we we have a we have a pretty steep fall off. Massive. Uh, we get down to There's Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I think is where we go. I KJ Hamler, I like upside with. I mean, obviously the injury piece to him kind of took him out from seeing what he could do. Again, you know, who's the quarterback in Denver? Yep. Could potentially be Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones kind of stepped up. Intriguing. You know, could be an interesting guy, but Randall Cobb old with it and might never play yeah, again. might never play again. James Washington, quarterback situation. Yeah. Russell Gage. Interesting, like, dark throws. You know, yep. after Hill, Samuel, and Waddle, it's just dark yep. throws. Maybe one of them will become a relevant piece, but you don't feel – you're not going to lock and load him in in the offseason. Yep. And we're right back to that tight end boner again. Say the name George Kittle. George Kittle, I mean, having a top five court or tight end is just a great position to be in because you don't have to worry about having, like – depth or you have to roster these wild cards like you just have kill and you feel great and then you know you feel even extra lucky because his second tight end but you know Knox yeah took a huge step forward massive step forward with with um with Josh Allen it's just you know 
Josh Allen begins to trust more and more of his weapons and, you know, his, his reliability into Dawson Knox has been truly something spectacular to see. And then you've got Gronk. Yeah. I mean, what happens with Gronk? You know, does he come back? You know, does he go to a different team? You know, who knows how that plays out, but Gronk is... Does he retire? Yeah. Does he retire? Gronk is one of the few people that if he plays, he is a top 10 tight end. If he retires, that's unfortunate, but... We'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, we just talked about it. This the the quarterback situation gets addressed on here with the rest of this talent. The Zane's sitting very pretty. And when we talk about the quarterback situation, it's really gonna, you know, his Debbie situation could potentially solve that. Yep. Because he's got one player entering in this year's draft, another one returning. Um, Sam Howell. Um, preseason was probably the favorite, maybe mm-hmm. quarterback one, and it was kind of an up and down year. Um, he just wasn't really impressive. On the flip side, lost a lot of talent. His yeah. top two running backs, his top two wide receivers, like a lot of that talent just was gone. So that didn't do him any favors. Um, but he didn't do himself any favors. So it's he's interesting. I mean, how does the NFL view him? And where does he land? Where does he land? Because he could potentially solve some problems, mm-hmm. but you know, it's always funny that or I find it funny that his kind of comparison is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. Yeah. That's, I don't know, is that a good sign or, I don't know. Um, the other option, um, Eric Gray, he was intriguing kind of going into the year um, at the position, but did not really, you know, work out. You know, he did, just didn't have the chance to kind of shine at Oklahoma um, and really take that step forward. Um, Kennedy Brooks, you know, was the guy that um, actually did kind of, mm-hmm. you know, take Gray's lunch. Um, so he kind of returns to school and, you know, Zane might find himself in a situation where does he keep great? You know, does he maybe explore other options? Um, he's still got talent, but I don't think he's someone that you feel really good about at this point. Yeah, draft capital, he has just his own second, third, second, third, and fourth round draft picks. So Zane's not picking again in the first mm-hmm. with it. Um, but very, very interesting options and a lot of positional player depth. And the only thing that potentially would be keeping Zane out of contender talk would be his quarterback situation. Yeah, and I mean, let's make something clear. His team is good enough that the the second quarterback doesn't matter. Could easily be replaced. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. But to be, like, the best team in the league, that needs to get resolved. Yeah. All right, that brings us then to our our champion, you know, in kind of just a stunning sort of upset. We saw... um, We'll just, you know, 1745. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Stefan, if you want to tell us which way it is afterwards that way. But but just like, you know, you have a 2319 in Monsters Inc., you will be 1745 for our sake, out of not embarrassing yourselves or calling you the wrong name for the next seven minutes. But I think, you know, one thing I just want to mention, you know, for his playoff run, he played me in week one, and like midway through both games, he lost James Robinson to Torres Achilles, Chris Godwin to Torres ACL. He lost them in week one of the playoffs. And then, you know, you can say whatever you want, but he just managed to win round two. Yep. And then he won in the championship game. You know, it was very impressive that he was able to pull out that performance. And I think we want, I think it's only fitting, especially for those of you that play in other leagues for me and, you know, me being able to talk about this, is I want to start with his amazing quarterback situation, led by none other than Josh motherfucking Allen. I mean, Allen was... Probably the biggest reason why he won it all. Yeah. Allen really stepped up those final two weeks of the year um, to get him, you know, 36 points mm-hmm. in that second round performance. 
you know, I think that was kind of the difference, you know, making or difference maker in that matchup. Um, he's a stud, you know, it's a, a year ago, Dan was probably saying, or Dan was saying, I would take Josh Allen as quarterback one. And we were like, okay, Dan. You know, <laughs> a year later, it's not that crazy to maybe have that conversation, Allen or Mahomes. Yep. And I think it's, it's a fair question. Yeah, the future of the NFL is very bright. If these two guys continue the trajectory here and Joe Burrow starts doing his thing with it, it it's great. But yeah, Josh Allen is, is a real deal. Absolutely. With this. And then you move into Aaron Rodgers and we get to actually talk about his situation now and what it's going to end up being like if he's got a if he restructures and stays in Green Bay. But he's only going to do that if Adams is going to be back there and they got they have the talent. Yeah, I mean, and or does he move on? Where does he go? And could he retire? Yeah, you know, it's, there's a lot of unknown. I I don't think he retires. I, but I didn't think Brady would retire a month ago. So. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but Rodgers is still a very good quarterback. That could be MVP. You know, still has some left in the tank. And this is where it gets scary now for 1745 is Kellen the other quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you, I, we anticipate Kirk Cousins still being in Minnesota. Yep. But I wouldn't – it would be a Vikings thing to do to move on from him and maybe turn it over. But, you know – if, you know, Rodgers and Allen are your guys, you're, this is something, again, with just like we talked about with Zane, you need to begin addressing. Yeah, good time. Um, all right, running back-wise. This Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, so so James Robinson, obviously we've talked about, is there. Torres Achilles, I mean, normally you'd be like, he's not going to come back next year. But, but the problem is you still playing, playing behind Travis Etienne. Well, that and Cam Akers kind of show that maybe this is a much shorter timeline. Yeah. Um, but after that, I mean, Damien Harris, Damien Harris, you know, I think Damien Harris is a really solid running back and I think probably undervalued a bit. But I mean, if Damien Harris is your first running back, I hope you're playing in the 32 team league because that is not a great situation to be in. And it's really not. And Zach Moss, again, is with how good Josh Allen is yeah. as a running back, having another running back on that roster is kind of rough. And I mean, he was like, I think inactivated for like all their playoff games like it's not a good luck like yep. something's up with Zach Moss yeah so I mean the the running back situation isn't ideal no I mean this. that's that's a bigger concern than the third quarterback at this point yep. wide receiver wise you've got Devontae Adams and having the Adams Roger stack is um, is super important week after week because you're mm-hmm. you're you're banking on 10 points every time you get a touchdown from him to him mm-hmm. fantastic and obviously you have you got Lazard as there, so so who knows what situation ends up there? You've got Cooper and Gallup, okay. So we're 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 we're, we're double not, dipping with yeah, yeah. We're not we're not spacing these out very well. But Gallup is a good free agent, so it'll yep. be interesting. And he's coming off an ACL tear, which just like Chris Godwin mm-hmm. coming off the ACL tear, and is also a free agent. So yep. there's a lot of um, uncertainty with this wide receiver core. You know who else is on his roster? Mike, you, Evans. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. <laughs> and Mike Evans is kind of a perennial, like undervalued, disrespected player. Um, even without Brady, I mean, he should still be a stud. Um, the intriguing kind of like hot, you know, player probably the last like few weeks. I see you're looking at him right now. Yep. You know, Gabriel Davis. Isaiah McKenzie's on the roster too. You <laughs> just like to have both his. He did, cover covers that stack, but you're right, Gabriel Davis. I mean, four touchdowns. He, that was a huge game. Um, does it maybe translate into more production next year? 
Um, maybe, but you know, not being able to outproduce Cole Beasley or mm -hmm. you know Manuel Sanders, you know. Well, is this just a fluke or a sign of things to come? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's some huge wide receiver names on this. Yeah, on this, I mean, team. this is a very strong core. I mean, Adams, Godwin, Cooper, Evans, and I'd even say Gallup in that. You know, that's five really good options. Mm -hmm. You feel really good about that. Um, but some of them coming off major injuries, some of them free agents to be, you know, our opinion might change in a couple eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, tight end wise, we get Gerald Everett. Not as big of a tight end boner around here, but you know, no. still a guy that's going to be on the roster doing it. Bob Tunyon getting getting lost to IR. Yeah, another ACL tear. Like this Jesus. is this is the Grim Reaper. Kevin two point oh. Yeah, apparently. Um, but yeah, I mean the the tight end core just it's not sexy at all. Um, Gerald Everett was fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some young guys and Tommy Tremble, Noah Gray. Um, Maybe long term, you feel like they could potentially become something, but um, this again, another hole kind of for this team. I think yep. you, you want to see it fixed or you know, mm -hmm. upgraded somehow, yeah. And I think this is there's no draft capital here as well, it's a second and a fourth in, in next year's draft. So these guys coming back off of injury. Where where seventeen forty five is really going to shine and repeat is if he gets these guys back and they get back healthy yeah. and he's good to go by season start. Yeah, and, sure. and at the end of the day, I will tell you what, you want it all. That's that's what truly matters. You know, you've paid yourself for a couple seasons mm -hmm. with it, but yeah, injuries are are going to be pretty rough if we if if they're not back on time. No, for sure. And I mean, just the last thing, you know, you look at um, his Debbie list. Um, both guys are entering the draft this year, so he's going to get some help mm -hmm. this season. Uh, the first one's Chris Olave, wide receiver from Ohio State. Very, you know, talented college wide receiver. Um, almost a lock to be a first-round draft pick. Um, I think the question for him is, you know, just where does he go? You know, what is the fit like? You know, can he kind of maybe be one of those rookie wide receivers that produces that we've seen, you know, that the last few drafts have had the last couple of years. Um, so a name to watch and someone that I think will definitely have some serious value in the coming months. Mm -hmm. And then at running back, he's got Kyron Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. Um, interesting kind of skill set. I think he looks maybe more like a third down running back. Um, he's great pass catcher, you know, great pa um, pass blocking. You know, I think he's going to be someone that the coaches are going to love. I think the only question for him is, you know, is there any way he can kind of take the next step and be like a, you know, is he going to be a potential um, Austin Eckler, mm -hmm. you know, and be involved more in the game? Or is it going to be a J.D. McKissick? You know, that's kind of the thing. I think right now it's probably more realistic to expect a J.D. McKissick role, which that's could be a very solid flex. And if he goes to the right team, it could be a very nice option. Yeah. Um, but he is definitely going to come down the landing spot, um, but could be an intriguing option for a team that is really hurting at the running back position. And as a Notre Dame fan, I'm pulling for a good landing spot and everything like that. But, um, well, again, congrats on the on the W with it. Um, you know, it's your job to, to repeat now and not go from winning it to not making the playoffs. <laughs> or, I mean, you can tear it down and do whatever yeah. you want because you, you're the champ and banners fly forever. It doesn't matter how maybe rough this roster looks, you 
Yeah, you're a champion. Yep, absolutely. And for the record, uh, Sleeper tells me you're one player over your roster limit, so you must cut somebody. I have to, <laughs> I have to remove, I have to remove I, the Debbie options. No, I know. I'm just. It's more fun to give people shit and <laughs> do say stupid shit like this. But no, I mean, congrats to you, six teams for making the playoffs. Um, you know, for those of you that might be going through a small rebuild because of situations, best of luck to you. Um, for those of you that are going to continue to contend and you know. You know, just flop your dick around because it's better than everybody else's. Go ahead with it. Um, but no, another year in the books with this league with it. And it's many more years to come. Yeah, I'm looking forward for the offseason pickup. Free agencies around the corner. The draft is going to be excited. Exciting, of course. And uh, yeah, let's see some more trades and some more action. That's always fun. Um, 87 days to the draft. It's going to be here before we know it. You got it. All right. Anything else, Dan, before we let him go? No, no, I think we're good. All right, fellas, have a good one. Till next time.